Welcome to the Athena Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Whitby, and I'm so excited that you're here. Athena Rising is dedicated to helping women break the self-destructive patterns we have either created ourselves or inherited from all the women who came before us. It's time to heal and release these age-old habits and come into a new way of living. Join me for tactical strategies, helpful information, and guests who have amazing stories to share. Let's get started. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Peter Woodbury, a friend of mine and also a psychotherapist, hypnotherapist based out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Peter went to Harvard University for his undergraduate degree in psychology, and he also has a master's in social work from Boston University. Peter is trained in regression and hypnosis therapy under Dr. Brian Weiss, Dr. Alan Chips, and Dan Brown. He also has his own private practice and also works for the Edgar Cayce Association for Research and Enlightenment. There he does trainings, spiritual travel tours, and talks on Edgar Cayce. I met Peter in February 2017 when he trained myself and a friend in regression hypnosis therapy. Peter is so funny. He's knowledgeable. In fact, he knows more about Edgar Cayce than literally anyone else I know, hands down. And he's a gentle soul whose mission in life is to help others. You'll get to hear him talk about ways that regression therapy can benefit you and ways that you can heal yourself on your own, even without a practitioner. He'll also talk about the themes that he's noticed women dealing with in regression hypnosis therapy over all of his years and work. And at the end, I will give you five takeaways, things that I really want to highlight from the interview. So I hope you enjoy. I think what we should do to start um, is just have you kind of tell us a little bit about what you do, um, because I know a lot of people may not know what hypnosis or regression techniques are. Okay. Well, the work that I do, I call it now uh, soul contact. Um, it's popularly known as past life regression, but um, in my kind of time doing, like starting off doing past life regression, the, the experiences that are coming through for people have kind of changed over the years. And so the way that I think of it is that um, kind of right now, you and I are talking to each other in our kind of ego consciousness, the everyday waking consciousness, and through experiences like meditation and dream work, and also through hypnosis, you can kind of access your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is really the, the portal into much more of who you are than just this little tiny part of you that's conscious. And so uh, through regression hypnosis, people are able to cross behind the veil, so to speak. And once they get to that place of what I call soul consciousness, sometimes people do remember past lifetimes. Sometimes people have experiences in between lifetimes or with their guides. Sometimes people have like mediumistic experiences where they contact uh, deceased loved ones and even their pets that are on the other side. Sometimes they enter healing spaces or kind of have like dreamlike experiences that in many ways are symbolic but are very helpful for them to answer uh, pertinent questions that are going on in their life. The, um, the whole purpose of it seems to be to be very helpful to the person where they're at currently. See, I think that the, the ego consciousness is a little bit like 
the little soldier or the little ant that's walking around on the ground. But there's also a part of us that's in the trees or that's in the sky that can see the bigger picture of kind of where we've come from and where we're going. And so tapping into the soul consciousness through uh, meditation or the work that I do, which is regression hypnosis, you get to see that bigger uh, view. And then you get to download it. So since hypnosis involves remaining somewhat conscious, it's not like a dream where you might forget it. Whereas with a regression session, it's very powerfully impactful to consciousness. And so you bring the, uh, the memory forward. And my experience is that sessions have been very, very helpful for people physically, mentally, and spiritually. That's awesome, Peter. So can you just tell someone who might be kind of scared to do regression hypnosis what a session involves or what they might be asked to do? Well, I tell them that we should cut to the chase and if they could just give me their pin number up front, it'll save a lot of time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that are so hypnotizable that they actually uh, go unconscious about it. They'll maybe talking, you know, like Edgar Casey. That's kind of uh, far extreme. But, um, you know, I like to meet with people, and I think it's important that you do interview. And if you're going to do hypnosis work, it's very important that you feel like on your gut level a feeling of uh, safety with the person because your subconscious mind is going to connect with that other person's subconscious mind. So you want to have a sense of that this is pers a person that you trust and that you want to work with. So sometimes you ought to even have one session or talk over the phone to just see if there's a resonance. Most people that work with me, because I, I travel a lot, they get to see me for a whole day talking. And what's actually going on on the subconscious level is that they're getting permission either to work with me or not. And so the ones that come up to ask me to work with me have gotten some kind of subconscious level or subliminal level of feeling safe and comfortable uh, to work with me. So, um, you know, there's there isn't anything, uh, you know, negative that can happen during a session. The, the way I see it is sometimes very powerful things come forward, but it's always uh, constructive. Now, you know, just like um, a surgeon, you know, if you get surgery, you know, sometimes you can get a bad surgeon and something might happen that's that's negative. And so just like any field, there's people that do this from their heart or do it spiritually. And there's also people that maybe are are less scrupulous, you know, that, that, you know, it's an unregulated field. So that's why you do have to do some homework and make sure maybe with word of mouth or trust your instinct that you're working with somebody that you feel safe and can trust. Sure. That definitely makes sense. So Peter, how did you discover that this was your calling? How did you get into this originally? You know, it's like, um, my professional life has been strange in a way in a way that I've just kind of made use of opportunities and it's been kind of moment to moment kind of, um, you know, learning something, experiencing something, and then that kind of leading to the next step. So I'd have to go all the way back to my birth, like to the family of origin that I came into. And both my parents were psychiatrists and my father was a psychoanalyst. And so he had played around with hypnosis when he was growing up. And of course, Sigmund Freud, my, my dad was a Freudian psychoanalyst, certainly used hypnosis in his uh, psychiatric work. And so th there was a consciousness of it. But my, my father didn't really use hypnosis. So I, it was kind of in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, it really wasn't until I came to Virginia Beach to be part of the Edgar Cayce organization 
that Edgar Casey, of course, had done his work under trance. So he had been under hypnotic trance. So there was a kind of understanding that, that hypnosis and trance kind of helps you access kind of much more of you than what you can access consciously. So there was that kind of um, curiosity or mystery about hypnosis and Edgar Casey. So what the ARE does is that every year they have a uh, past life regression training program. And the first job I had at the Casey Center was to be the conference facilitator. And so I, for four years when I was the facilitator, I was present, you know, basically serving snacks and refreshments to all these different conferences. But I got to hear them. I get to attend as part of that. It was kind of a, a side benefit of that job. And Alan Chips, Dr. Alan Chips, taught for four years the uh, hypnosis past life regression course. And so I took it. You know, it was basically, you know, got not only once, but I got to take it four times and got to practice. They gave me a certification. And um, that was kind of the introduction that I had uh, to it. Then I'm also a licensed clinical uh, psychotherapist, so I have to take uh, continuing education to maintain my license. And so I decided to, instead of just taking little courses here and there, I decided to focus on something. And so for two years, I just did my CEUs, so to speak, continuing education units with hypnosis. So I got the past life regression stuff with Alan Chips. I did um, hypnosis training. And then eventually I went to Brian Weiss's training at the Omega Institute in uh, Rhinebeck, New York. And it's a weird coincidence, but Alan Chips passed away and, um, they were looking for a new teacher, and I had built this background in it, and so I took the course uh, from him at that uh, at that point. And so since then, I've been uh, the instructor of the course. It's been about I think about six or seven years that not only am I am I doing regressions, but I'm also teaching it at the Edgar Casey ARE. That's amazing, Peter. I don't think I've ever heard um, that backstory in the time oh. that I've known you. I don't think I knew that. So that was really interesting for me to hear. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I kind of shortened it because usually somewhere in there, you know, my great grandmother was a medium and she lived to be 107. <laughs> and so that's always, that's part of like kind of why I was interested in metaphysics, at least from this lifetime perspective. That's always kind of been in the background for you, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And if you believe, like Casey says, that we do all this pre-life planning and we pick our families, I certainly picked a family that had the psychological, the spiritual, and the metaphysical in, the, in its kind of DNA, so to speak. Well, speaking of the women in your family, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> As you know, the focus of this podcast is on healing wounds that have kind of plagued women since the beginning of time. So what I'm wondering is if there are any common themes that you see women specifically working through in your sessions. Is there something that, you know, patterns or cycles of behavior that you see a lot of women deal with? That's a great question because I do. Probably the most common regression that I have in the New Age community, most of, most of my clients are women. So I'd have to say uh, if when I speak, it's probably... 80% women, but I'd have to say that clients that come for sessions is like 90% women. And the most common regression experience is a woman who gets in touch with a past lifetime where she has been killed for having healing gifts. So like what you would call witches and those sorts of things. And so they, they get in touch with that. Basically what they're uncovering is that in this life, they have like an unconscious fear 
of being fully themselves. So they have these healing gifts and abilities, but it's kind of in the back of their mind, like an unconscious inhibition of that, uh, those talents and those gifts because of what, of being burned or stoned or drowned. Uh, that's what, what used to happen when basically men didn't know what to do with women who had these, uh, these gifts. Um, so, so that, that's probably a very common experience. And then oftentimes what happens as a result of the experience is that the woman, the person, the woman is able to remember this and she's able to get in touch with it. And then it helps her liberate that. So she's able to let it go and realize, okay, now I see why I've been driving with the brakes on. I can take the brakes off because this is a new age and it's a time where we've chosen to incarnate to, uh, to express our soul gifts. That's interesting. Why do you think most of your clients are women? What, I mean, what do you think draws women to this type of therapy versus men? Well, I think that um, probably since you know that men and women are still kind of raised differently. You know, I'm sure they have some inherent differences, but I think you know, little boys. Like I remember my upbringing was all about playing and you know playing war games and playing sports and and very outwardly uh, focused. And I remember. My sisters, you know, I grew up with two sisters and my mom. It was much more kind of feeling-oriented and talk-oriented and kind of more process-oriented. And I think, you know, little boys are, are getting prepared to be little work soldiers, you know, going out there and, and kind of suppressing their feelings in order to, uh, to function in the workplace. And I think women have to do that too, but I think that they're much more inherently sensitive to their environments that I think boys just seem to not, not, you know, things are changing, but I think that, that the, the traditional guy, you know, it, it makes me really sad to hear, you know, people still think that boys, big boys don't cry. You know, that's just a, a way that our society inhibits the feeling function for boys. And I think that, that women are treated emotionally in a more healthy kind of way. And I think that eventually over time, it leads them you know, I think through a woman's body and the fact that a woman can give birth to, 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 to life. And so I think those factors play a role in just women being kind of more spiritually and intuitively and psychologically connected than most men traditionally are. I'm really happy to see that things are changing and things are evolving. Like I think that our soul is androgynous. Like our soul doesn't have a gender. We, we get distorted when we come into bodies where we have to project the masculine or project the, uh, the feminine. And I think a lot of the androgyny that we're seeing, uh, expressed at this time, I think it's really the soul is trying to express itself in more of its essence rather than being distorted into gender. And I think like music and art tend to be in touch with the subconscious before most of the general population is. And so I think that's why we've seen, you know, our musicians and you know, our art kind of being androgynous. And now we're starting to see people more commonly expressing androgyny. And so I'm hoping that as much as that upsets a lot of people, I think on the spiritual level, that's going to be a good thing. I think it's, it's great for humans, you know, men or women to be able, you know, I just think of the masculine as the expressive principle, you know, in the Chinese way, and the feminine as the receptive principle. And I think when we're in male bodies or female bodies, we ought to be able to be receptive and expressive, that we shouldn't feel that one has to be inhibited Mm -hmm. because of gender. Well, that's really interesting, because I'm thinking about also the 
you know, the shift that you're talking about, it's manifesting in a lot of different ways. And I think one way that it's shifting is people are learning that they can heal themselves, that they don't have to go to a practitioner. And, you know, I don't mean to, uh, you know, get you out of a job or anything, but do you have any suggestions for people on specifically women? You're speaking my language because I, I think the old age was the healer is outside of you. And I think the new age is the healer is inside of you. And I think that the work that I do is really to teach people. I don't see many people more than once. And so in that one time, I try to help them learn how to access this themselves. So the first time I'm kind of like a guide, I walk a path with them, but I give them a lot of post-hypnotic suggestions for them to be able to continue this. And so a lot of folks do are in touch with me and they talk about how that through the session they've been able to uh, to open this uh, this pathway. So so I'm right with you that I think that um, the old age, you know, kind of having to outsource. We're all wired to have God connection, and to to go to somebody else, it's a little bit like you know we all have our own cell phone. You don't need to go to somebody else and have them call somebody for you. You can do it yourself. And I think that's the that's mysticism is that the temple is within our access points are within. And I think the new age though is really kind of thinning of that veil. So I think that people are becoming more and more aware and attuned to, to their spiritual uh, possibilities and their connection. And I think the work that I do every day, it gets easier and easier. Like every day it's easier and easier to lead people towards this uh, soul contact. So so I look really good every day. You know, people are skeptical and then they have these amazing experiences. And, um, you know, I wish I could claim credit for it, but it's really just, um, you know, it, it. I feel, I call myself a Sherpa. You know, I just take people to the top of Mount Everest. Some people don't want to, you know, it's too cold. They don't want to go the whole way. Some people get there and it, they can't see anything. Some people it's clear. Like I, I'm just responsible for the voyage. What happens is out of my hands. So would you say that regression and hypnosis can kind of be a gateway to learning how to heal yourself? Would you say that that's accurate? Yes. Regression and hypnosis is a gateway experience towards, uh, towards healing. I was trying to make it sound like a gateway drug or something. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought of too. <laughs> yeah, we, be careful. You start with regression hypnosis, the next thing you're going to, you know, who knows what you'll be turned on to. It's dangerous, you know. Your parents won't recognize you, you know. Healing you won't yourself. go to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your question again? Is, is, is hypnosis regression a gateway to just deeper soul revelation work? Yeah, kind of as a way of healing yourself. And, you know, maybe what are some of the things that um, either once you've had a regression or even without a regression on your own, what are some things that um, women and people in general can do on their own to heal themselves? Well, you know, it's like um, I haven't, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what I do and its benefits, but I haven't quite thought about the differences between how it serves women and how it serves men. But let me tell you what I'm thinking, and maybe we can tease out what might be, uh, what might be the differences. Like, um, I just did a, a talk on the book of Revelation, and how the book of Revelation is really um, kind of a Western Judeo-Christian uh, path to enlightenment, kind of teaching us, you know, what our physiological spiritual anatomy is, and then how What's going to happen along the way as we open the seals, so to speak, which are, are the uh, the spiritual centers? 
Now, in the Revelation, John meets these uh, twins, and um, there's lots of different interpretations of it, but through the work of Edgar Cayce and his interpretation, what resonates with me is he talks about how those twins, one of them represents your past lives, and one of them represents your astrology. It's really, you know, new agey, but what the book of Revelation says is that, you know, Past life awakening is not just a little fun thing to do that is just not really purposeful. What, what, what a past life regression does is it helps take you out of this little limited view of who you are, and it takes you into this bigger sense of yourself. And so, you know, nowadays even people can project into the future, but it, it gets you into a sense of all the scenes that have come like in a movie before this one. And so the, this work helps you kind of like, you know, you may wonder, why do I get along so well with my mom? And why does my sister not really get along well with my mom? But why do I get along with my brother? And, you know, you get you wonder why these odd things just seem by chance. And a regression helps you understand these different uh, um, kind of relationships. But also it helps wake you up to kind of the work that you're here to do. Like the, the ego part of you really doesn't have any idea why you're here. You know, the, the ego part of you just wants to have a nice dinner, you know, pina colada every now and then, and, you know, and, and have a life, fluffy, fun life. Mm-hmm. But we start to, once you develop a bigger sense of your purpose and meaning, getting into that bigger part of you. You know, if you really think that life has a spiritual purpose, the, a regression awakens you to that bigger view of who you've been, where you're headed, why you have these challenges. Like, like for me personally, I've had tremendous help come through for me. There's no way I would be the person that I am without um, having awakened to past lifetimes. You know, there, I'm a psychotherapist by training. I did years of talk psychotherapy, but there's things that I could have never reached without going into the subconscious and accessing past life. You know, like, I wouldn't have even known I had an issue with my sister if I hadn't seen and, you know, gone through a past life memory, which kind of, I have a one sister I'm kind of distant from, and a past life experience just helped me understand that in a way. And some of the grudge and resentment that I was holding towards her from a past life that I wasn't quite even aware of, and I could have never accessed just in consciousness. Now, I don't do so much work with astrology, but that's another influence because Edgar Casey talks about in between lifetimes, we do these interplanetary sojourns. And so these planets, they represent like states of consciousness. So just like right now, we're physically incarnate in Earth, in between lifetimes, we go to these other schools, these other experiences that are represented by the planet. So, so Venus is kind of a, a dimension where we experience beauty and love and art. And Mars is a dimension where we experience activity and action. And so these eventually become part of what we come into Earth with. Like I have my moon in Aries, so my emotions are tied to Mars. And so I have chosen in this life to deal with anger. So as a kid, and you know, I just kind of have my my reactive, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm like, you know, I I can't see you being angry, Peter. (laughs) It doesn't really match up. I don't believe you. (laughs) You know, it's like, um, I'm an Aquarius, so in my peaceful state, you know, but you know, one little thing goes wrong. I'm like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just my, my knee jerk response. Spirit are really the non-karmic 
the grace way to live. And I, I'm finally, you know, that that regression that we did kind of initiated that thinking for me. And it's taken a long time for that to fully download as to what that means and, you know, how what it means to, to live from the fruits of the spirit and get less involved with karmic stuff like grudges and resentments. That's what, you know, when people say they, oh, this is my last life or I don't want to reincarnate. Well, you better, you have to live from those, you know, you have to, Jesus and Buddha, these people, they, they live from that place where they forgave and they had compassion. That's the consciousness that gets you out of here. I hope that my answer had something to do with your question. Yeah, somewhere along the way. <laughs> something in there did. You know, whether it's meditation or just going into that bigger aspect of yourself. So I think any anyone, a man, but if we're talking about women, if women want to come and explore kind of, you know, what ways are they inhibited or kind of what what are they here to do in the feminine form in this lifetime, a regression would open all of that up to them. You know, if they're supposed to be an advocate for women, if they've had a past lifetimes as that, if they've been repressed, you know, if they if they have if they hold on to some toxic uh, memories and experiences from past life abuse, kind of how they're trying to metabolize that and empower and forgive and release that. So, so regression would help. You know, you know, focusing specifically on women's issues, you would tap into that. You'll you know, you're you're basically going to a library. And you can go to the women's studies section of the library and access all that's there for uh, for your benefit. I don't know if you've tried that, but I think that you could certainly access a lot of uh, helpful information from that state of consciousness. I haven't, but that's a that's a really great point. Yeah, yeah. Too bad. Do you know anybody who does regression hypnosis? Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, and you can do it yourself. <laughs> Well, that kind of leads me to another question. Um, if someone were to be toying around with the idea of going to traditional talk therapy versus seeking out regression or hypnosis, what would you say would be the benefit of regression hypnosis over traditional therapy? Well, you know, they, they both are, are very useful. They both have a, uh, their place. You know, I think that um, early on, I did a lot of uh, talk therapy but it was talk therapy that was just focused on working on what was go- had gone on for me in this life. And there was certainly plenty of issues from this life. You know, there was plenty of childhood stuff uh, to work through. So I think that's a nice foundation to have. But then I think that um, to take it to the next level, it's good that you take it, you, you take it to the subconscious level. Because oftentimes I think that um, talk therapy can be very cognitive. You can talk, talk, talk a lot about, like I think of Woody Allen as kind of the poster child for, for talk psychotherapy, you know, talk psychoanalysis. And he jokes about it. He says, you know, I've been in psychoanalysis for 50 years and I understand all my problems really well. Nothing's changed, but I understand them, you know, and look at his life. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of a demonstration of, you know, not a lot of change or who knows what he would be like if he hadn't had the analysis. Sure. But, but I know that you know, the, the next thing when you do regression or hypnosis, it becomes experiential and it also becomes emotional. So you're not just talking about things that you're some ways in a vague, distant, remember, you're actually going into experiences and there you're able to reprocess them. A lot of like with like what's called EMDR. So from past life experiences, you're able to go into them and feel them uh, significantly 
and you're able to hold the hand, so to speak, of the person that's regressing you. I mean, not not physically, but emotionally, they're present with you, and your guides are there. And so, in a lot of ways, you can reprocess and reintegrate traumas from the past that you aren't even aware of that are influencing your present moment. So that's one of the, to me, that's one of the great benefits of doing uh, regression hypnosis. You know, I'm not the only one who's saying this. You know, you look at Brian Weiss's research; mm-hmm. it's all the the benefits of being able to go into this. So I, I would just say that they both have. Uh, they both have their place. And there's a real interesting new development where you combine both, where you combine kind of talk psychotherapy with regressions. So it's kind of like you have a regression. And then traditionally what happens with the regression is that the person goes off on their own to process it. And sometimes they're kind of overwhelmed. And, and I stay open. Like people will call me and text me with because dreams come up later and there's much more that happens after the session. This, the the growth and the experience just doesn't just end at the end of the, the hour and a half or two hours of the session. But there's a model where you get a regression and then you integrate it. You follow up. You come back for a week and you talk about how this experience relates to this life. And you kind of help integrate. Oh, this is now I understand this is related to my husband or wife or to my parents. And then you have a couple of sessions where you integrate it and then you'll be ready for another sessions. So you could say like in a year you do 12 regressions and then you have 12 weeks or 12 months of processing it. So it's a nice it's a nice model that uses both the strengths of both uh, modalities. So would you say that traditional talk therapy could almost be um, creating an awareness of things that you want to learn about yourself or work on and then regression therapy could be a deeper understanding of the things that you yes. become aware of. Does that sound yes, about I- right? Yes, I would say that, that talk therapy is like looking at a snapshot. Like you're looking at a picture of your, of your life, and you can analyze, oh, there's my dad, and there's my mom, and all this sort of thing. So you, you can do work off of a snapshot to try to heal whatever's there. But when you do regression work, that becomes a movie. And you start seeing the, the moving parts that were before this scene. And you might even see stuff that's coming in the forward. So I think that, that you access much more of, of who you are through a regression because you're really bringing in guides and your soul. And, and I think that what happens here on the physical level is that we're kind of shut off. We're kind of like in these little, you know, flesh suits and we're, we're not very spiritually aware. We're, we're very much caught up in the drama. You know, we get caught up in the emotions of fear and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And that really traps us in this physical body experience. But with a regression, you get into the, the bigger part of you. You see, I think that in essence, there's two aspects of ourselves. When we were created, we were given the ability to be an individual, but we were also maintained the ability to be one with the whole. And so I think that what happens on earth is that we, we get stuck kind of in the creative aspect of us as individuals. And so I think that, you know, people like, you know, the, the, the teachers, Jesus, Buddha, whoever you want to think of, they're, they're able to be in a physical body, but also be attuned to the oneness. And I think that's what we're all trying to work on. How do we, can we both be here with an ego, but also be spiritually aware? And I, I think that's the new age. That's the new consciousness that we're moving towards. And I think that regression hypnosis is a big part of that process of helping people, uh, tune in to the totality of who they are, not just the little individual uh, self. That's really part of um, the message that I want to communicate with this podcast is that in healing yourself, you are also healing others 
who are here now or who have come before you or will come after. And so um, it's not just a responsibility to ourselves, but to the greater oneness that we would, yes. you know, heal ourselves and evolve. Yes. There, there's you, you, there's a very popular kind of new concept, maybe not that new, but of, of ancestral karma that mm-hmm. gets healed. And so you may have generations of, of, of abuse and you coming in and and not perpetuating that abuse to your children. And so in some ways you're you're ending a line of ancestral karma. And I would say that looking at reincarnation, you very well may well be have been part of that karma in the family in the past because oftentimes we do reincarnate in a family tree. So you may be the daughter, but you are also the great 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 grandmother. And maybe you were not so nice, you know, and so so you're coming in. Yeah to meet that, but you're also coming in to break the cycle in a way that's awakened. You know, I think that I look at metaphysically, you know, a lot of spiritual material metaphysically. And I think when Jesus said, I'm the alpha and the omega, he meant, I started this, but I'm also ending it. And I think a lot of us are alphas and omega. There's something I started that in this life I want to end. Well, that's amazing, Peter. I think that's a wonderful place for us to end. And I, I think that um, you've given us a lot to think about. And so I really appreciate your time and your thoughts. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, where can people find you, Peter, if they're interested? Do you have a website? Do you have an Instagram? What are those I have, things? I have, I have enough stalkers. I don't need any more. Oh, no. you don't need anyone they, else? <laughs> they, they can find me at, at my name, PeterWoodbury.com. Peter Woodbury and Wood, and it's B-U-R-Y.com. Okay, And then that, that has my schedule, and it has any way you want to interact with me. I'm going to start doing um, uh, teaching online platforms, and so... I'm excited about that. Oh, wow. Well, what will they be about? Well, the first one I'm doing is kind of about, um, it's called, the, the, the main uh, subject I started speaking on was on many lives, one source. So it's kind of everything we've talked about, but kind of going into, you know, who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? So I tell the, the whole story that makes sense to me of the creation of souls, how we kind of got into the earth, kind of why, why what we're, how we got stuck here what we're trying to awaken to and then what, what the way is back. Mm. And then a little bit of kind of, if you look at revelation, kind of what is it, what is it predicting that may be coming for us? That'll be uh, helpful and kind of how can we tune into that in uh, uh, productive ways? So that's the, that's the first online course that I'll be teaching. Well, that's awesome. Thanks again so much, Peter. I really appreciate it. All right. You're very welcome. It's been nice to have this conversation. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Peter. He is always so fascinating to listen to and a good friend of mine. I just always enjoy his wisdom and his knowledge. I thought I would take a minute to summarize my interview with Peter and give you five takeaways, information that I would love to highlight and that I hope you would take with you. So takeaway number one is that regression or hypnosis can be used to heal by giving you the ability to tap into your subconscious mind. So when you tap into your subconscious mind, it's kind of the part of your brain that's always running in the background. You may not be conscious of it. And I'm sure you've seen that graphic that shows a iceberg where the top like 10% is our waking mind, the mind that we're conscious of. And 90% of that iceberg is below water, and that represents our subconscious mind. 
And so when you use hypnosis or regression, you're accessing that 90% of your brain that you weren't even using most of the time. And that's the place where information about your past lives, your future lives, or time between incarnations can bubble up to the surface. Or that's also the space in your brain that you can use to reach loved ones who have passed away. Or you can receive messages from your angels or your guides while you're in this space. Takeaway number two is that openness and intention are the keys to a successful session. So if you're interested in doing regression or hypnosis, as Peter recommended, it is such a good idea to meet your therapist first, get to know them, build up your trust and comfort level with them, and then that will make your session just go so much smoother. Your intention in why you want a session is also so key. If you are open and curious and want to learn and you have a desire to go into regression and hypnosis, then it will work for you. It could take some practice or a little bit of time to get comfortable, but that's okay. It will work if your intention is positive. Takeaway number three, traditional talk therapy and regression work go hand in hand. So when I say talk therapy and when Peter referred to it, we're talking about when you sit down with a counselor or a therapist to work through issues that you might have. And there is absolutely a place for that, as Peter said. And that talk therapy really opens up an awareness about yourself, where you need to heal, the places where you have pain that's still existing. And it can really help you create a roadmap for how to heal yourself. Then if you want to take it a step further, regression and hypnosis can create a deeper understanding of what you've uncovered about yourself in that talk therapy. So in regression, rather than just talking about your issues, you're actually going to relive the emotions and the experience. And that just creates a deeper level of healing. Takeaway number four is that women tend to be very open to this type of therapy. With this podcast being geared mostly towards women, I couldn't resist talking about that piece. Um, Peter mentioned that the most common experience that he's seen women have is where they have a past lifetime where they were killed for having healing abilities or gifts. So there exists an unconscious fear of being their true self. And I think that we can relate that in today's world by looking at how women will put others' needs before their own. And they might feel guilt, fear, anxiety, or just plain selfishness when they put themselves first. And that shows that they're afraid to be their true self. So if that is something that comes up in a past life for you, you may be continuing that into your current day life. And by looking at that and seeing where it comes from, you can let it go and become your true self in this life. And finally, our last takeaway, number five, you can do this on your own. (laughs) That is the whole point of my podcast is that I want to show you that you can heal yourself. And I'm not trying to put anyone out of business here, but I just want to show that our brain's and our hearts have the ability to heal on our own. So that being said, I would not recommend 
trying to regress or hypnotize yourself without having seen a practitioner first. Um, I think that would really give you a baseline for what regression feels like. And then once you're pretty comfortable with it, you can use meditation on your own to visualize the source of your pain, or you can ask to be shown past lives or even scenes from your current life that perhaps you've stuffed down and ignored, but are still bubbling to the surface in some way, shape, or form. And that can just build your understanding of yourself. And so I just want you to remember that the point of regression and hypnosis is simply to understand yourself better. And once you know yourself, your light side and your shadow side, that's when the real healing can begin. Thank you so much for listening today. My vision is to form a community where women can feel supported in following and creating their dreams. You can start by visiting my website at athenarisingpodcast.com. There you'll find episodes, show notes, workbooks for purchase, and more. You can also join my Facebook group called the Athena Rising Podcast Community, as well as find me on Facebook and Instagram under the handle Athena Rising Podcast. Or you can even call 828-635-9565 and leave me a voicemail. Don't forget to subscribe here so that you won't miss any of the amazing things that are about to happen. If you're as excited about this podcast as I am, I would love for you to rate and review it, then share it with your friends. A big thank you goes out to purpleplanet.com for the beautiful music called Vital Signs. See you next time.